0: To People Like Us, a podcast for and about third culture kids everywhere. I'm Jen Mohindra. I'm also a TCK, and I have a Facebook group for TCK adults called, unsurprisingly, People Like Us. So, hello, and welcome to today's episode of People Like Us. Today, I am delighted to announce that I am sharing the airwaves here with Myra Duma Pierce. Myra, hello, welcome. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Jen, for having me today. My pleasure. So as always, I'm gonna kick straight off and into the first question, which is would you like to tell me about where you grew up? Where I grew up, that famous question. Well, I was born in Philippines
1: and then uh, at the age of three, uh, my father's first assignment was Beijing, China. And so uh, from Beijing, we moved to uh, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, which is uh, where I grew up most or the majority of my childhood and uh, development years were were in uh, Malaysia. And, uh, but while I was living in Malaysia, I would also sometimes live in uh, Marion, Indiana or Cincinnati, Ohio uh, for, for a few reasons, uh, which I can get into later. Mm-hmm. And then um, after our assignment in Kuala Lumpur, we moved back to the Philippines for, for a year, or I at least lived there for a year. Um, and then uh Germany, Hamburg, Germany, and for a a brief moment of my high school, uh, uh, Bucharest, Romania. Wow. And then what happened next? And then I would visit my parents and I actually worked for a little bit in Seoul, Korea while I was in college. And uh, I think their my parents' next assignment after Korea was, um, you know, after going back to Philippines for a home assignment, then they were assigned to uh, Manama, Bahrain, which I also visited. Mm-hmm. And I was a mother by then. And um, so my son actually also grew up as a domestic TCK, but also uh, went to school to, in Bahrain for, for for, for a few months because i was there to help uh take care of my mother after she had her stroke
0: mm-hmm. wow so that's a lot of moving so and now you've ended up in the in the states yeah in texas uh we moved here uh, because
1: i was also preparing to be a caregiver for my mom and to support my parents um uh, the city where i live in now happens to be where i guess my 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 parents and I at the time decided to move to uh, because of the cost of living and you know because it, it, it was going to be just me supporting my whole family as a single mother <laughs> and so so it's, it's been quite an ex- a journey for me yeah yeah
0: absolutely so with all those moves under your belt during your growing up how do you cope with the, or how do you handle the, the classic notorious question for TCKs, which is where are you from? Where I am from. <laughs> I've never heard that question
1: before, Jen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so where I'm from, when whenever faced with that question, I answer, uh, well, it depends. How much time do you have? Sure. Or I, I or usually, if, if uh, I'm sure for time, I just usually say, I'm, I'm, I, I'm just from everywhere. <laughs> and, then, and then I explain, you know, sort of like a military brat, I, I moved around. I grew up moving around a lot. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And with those moves as you went from one place to another, and you had quite a few moves back then, how did you find moving on from one place to the next? You would have been in different countries, different languages. It was extremely hard. Uh,
1: when I mentioned, there were times that I lived in uh, Ohio or Indiana mm-hmm. in between the, the moves in Malaysia. And then even after we moved to Philippines, I, I moved back to uh, Indiana for a year. It was because of the, uh, you know, with, with, the, with the government that my father worked for, they didn't pay for school tuition, so there were times that my my parents would save up for a year, and then I would be uh, going to school with my grandmother in the U.S., which turned out um, cheaper. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and we, we didn't really have family back in Philippines anymore for me to live with that close, you know, immediate family like my my mother's mm-hmm. uh, mother, um, you know, in Indiana, and so. To, to try to save up for tuition again, I would sometimes take a break from the private school, which added a layer of you know, additional moves for me because mm. while they were posted in Malaysia uh, to save up for tuition, I would live in, with my grandmother in Indiana. And so uh, I think I, I went to Indiana, like I moved back and forth, moving every year from, I think it was from the fifth grade To the 10th grade yeah for about five years straight I was moving uh, every year changing switching sort of switching back and forth from the uh, international school culture to a small town a a school in small town Indiana (laughs) and so that was that each time was a quite a culture shock
0: I can imagine and and that sounds like you had quite an extra layer to um uh, to your TCK petri dish, if you like. Yeah,
1: one well, one could say that uh, my my view of um, you know uh, how authority can affect the personal life. You know, mm-hmm. like I've I've never met the foreign service department, you know, the staff at the foreign service department uh, for where my father worked for, you know, in the Philippines, but every decision they made about, um, you know, what was included in the budget for their career diplomats to where they, you know, where, when we were assigned to a new place, you know, and if they ever considered whether they could move us, you know, before a school year started or in the middle and, um, you know where and, and all those things like I, I think it made me aware of how uh, an employer or someone in authority can affect someone's personal life at a, a very you know personal level to the point where it affects your children as well as uh, a class consciousness because um, you know my family had to pay out of pocket for the school tuition I think uh, at that time, the time, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs only covered a certain grade level. And then after that, you know, you're on your own.
0: Mm-hmm. And of
1: course they had a housing allowance, but you, you can't say that they had a tuition allowance. And so there were things that um, I think I, I grew up being aware of, of, you know, class differences. You know, uh, I knew that my family weren't one of the expats that could be in the in the expat clubs. You know, we would, we would go if we were guests, we were invited, mm-hmm. but uh, the country that my father worked for, uh, our luxuries weren't the same. So I think growing up, in addition to the, the mobility uh, and the impermanence of a TCK life, uh, I also, there was an added layer because of class consciousness that I mm. sort of lived growing up. And, you know, that class differences among the expat community. I think that holds true at, at some level for, uh, uh, you know, children of diplomats from the global south.
0: Mm-hmm. So what was it like for you then to have the experience of living in different countries and then coming back to the U.S. to a local school with your grandparents? It was quite a drastic culture shock
1: because Marion, Indiana, where where I spent most of the time, whenever I lived in the U.S., and I was in uh, Cincinnati or Fairfield, Ohio, for just a little bit mm-hmm. of, of those um, moves, those years. Uh, I was uh, I was actually abused. I was picked on. I was bullied,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I didn't know how to stand up for myself because the inter- in international schools, especially in KL ISKL. Um, I wasn't exposed to that type of culture where being different meant something bad. In international schools, there was no different because everyone was just different together. And so, you know, coming from a culture of being different together, collectively different together, was a completely different. Um, it was a completely different shift to. All of a sudden, be in a you know small town Indiana school uh, where I was bullied for being different, uh, regardless of race. Like a, you know different different race school children would would bully me, um, in, including phys- being physically bullied, and uh, the message that I got from small town Indiana. Was that you're too different for us to like, and and I think that that also added to my consciousness of, um, you know, in addition to like the you know the TCK consciousness of being different, it it added to my consciousness of how important fitting in is in the culture of the U.S. and um, you know, not, not standing out and, and that in turn started impacting how I would speak. I, I remember when I, you know, growing up in Malaysia, you know, it's sort of blended together. I don't remember a a period where, oh, I have to speak a certain way because like I said, in international schools, everyone was collectively different together. Mm -hmm. In this uh, small town school in Marion, Indiana, I remember uh, before I, um, Actually, my, my very first time I went to Ohio or Indiana, uh, I I remember thinking my nose has to be different, and it was a, it was really a consciousness of race being being different racially, you know um, you know I I, I would think of most of the U.S. is mostly Caucasian, and so I remember um, before leaving Malaysia, I remember thinking. I have to talk a certain way. My nose has to be different. I, at that time, my nanny actually was saying, uh, "You know, maybe we could pinch your nose so that you could fit in more." So, so it's little things like that in my childhood memory. You know, I, I feel like uh, today we talk about, you know, consciousness of race um, as a thing, like it's part of a world of being political, right? As if it's like this, this extra abstract thing that you step into when you want to talk about race. But mm-hmm. for children who grew up being, you know, not white, being black or brown, or wh- or whatever you want to call it, um, you know, wh- whatever is culturally appropriate from where you are right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: we lived it. And so when we talk about it, we talk about it from the perspective of something that we lived and something that was part of our life and not an abstract uh, thing that we step into like a a different world that we step into to talk about it. Mm. Talking about it as part of our childhood experiences, the way uh, people talk about having a unique, you know, um, food from their childhood or unique pet that they have because they lived in, you know, like maybe they had a pet monkey and that's very different in the us like to talk about it you know it sounds like you're bragging but for us um talking about things like you know i i have to make my nose taller i have to make my nose look white i have to sound a certain way i i I have to be careful with my accent and and recently uh someone mistook me as being american and i remember and then i remember like my reaction like this this was like maybe a week or two ago and i remember my reaction was like I'm not, you know, I I immediately see I'm not American. I grew up everywhere. And I only sound American because I forced myself to sound American at a very young age because I learned when I first um, experienced the U.S. that I had to sound,
0: you know, like them if I I didn't want to be bullied. Mm, It's that classic TTK thing of uh, doing what you can to adapt, to try and fit in. So where would you say feels like home now? What feels like home uh, depends
1: on, I think that shifts for me actually every year. Like I, I experience something that I realize, you know what? That should be part of the definition of home. And so I think what, what feels like home, um, Pico Iyer said, home is where you become yourself. And I think I go more in that direction, where uh, home for me is um, where you can practice self determination. So for me, if I'm I'm to call uh, you know TCKs my tribe, you know where I feel home with and where I feel belonging. Uh, I I don't know if anyone has been following our page, um, our TCKidNow page. Uh, Third Culture Kids, uh, Navigating Our World, which is the the new uh, branding for what used to be called TC Kid, a home for third culture kids. Um, It's very important for me to talk about things like racial inequity or uh, discrimination and the extent of that in the world we live in today, even in cross-cultural environments, because part of my upbringing included um, being punished for not being white, being punished for standing out. And and so home for me is self-determination where am I safe enough to be able to talk about things that trouble me? And am I safe enough to enjoy the things that I really desire to enjoy? Mm -hmm. So I think for me, uh, home encompasses all of that from everything that you feel, you know, if you're able to have the option to completely be yourself. So it's an, ad- it's an added layer to what Pico Iyer said. It's, it's an added layer to being able to be your complete self from all the things that you consider traumatic to all the things that you fully wanna enjoy in life. Are you, be- are you able to openly you know, process the trauma? And are you able to openly process and live your joys? And that whole spectrum and, and that space where you have that spectrum, for me, that's home more than a geographical location now.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that. So that that space to be you, the good, the bad, the whatever comes. <laughs> yes. You mentioned um, your page there, TC Kid tell me more about the work that you do with TCKs and how uh, that evolved. Well, I started, um, a, a Bryce Royer started a
1: forum, I, I believe in 2008. <laughs> so for a few years, he uh, ran a forum, um, called, uh, TC kid, and it was a uh, home for third culture kids. And I, and, uh, he was looking for someone to t- take over at that time, and so I, uh, you know, I I took over in 2010, and in 2011 I transformed it into a corporated organization. So I formalized the organization to have a, a system of accountability for when we do, you know, whenever we do fundraise, and to have a system and a structure of programs, but of course, um, as someone who is not, a trust fund baby, (laughs) you know, I, I don't, I didn't have the personal funds and I still don't have the personal funds to, uh, to, to donate all my time, you know, because, um, money is time, uh, labor is, is money. Mm. Um, I don't have the personal funds to, to, to fully, uh, operate it without having to work for, you know, to support my family or to put food on the table. Mm-hmm. It's been at a slow pace, right? But I've been consistent with our vision. And I think from the beginning, I've always been, I've always carried along my sensitivity to overlook populations and misunderstood populations within the marginalized community of TCKs. And so at this point, um, Through all the years, uh, we understand that being able to process and understand yourself as a TCK is a foundation for every person that has something to do, that has a mission to accomplish in the world, until you understand who you are as a TCK. You don't completely fulfill the potential that you have mm. as a TCK with the TCK gifts that you uniquely have. There, there are some that we all have in common. That that uh, you know, sort of, uh, we have a proclivity to uh, being great communicators, or at least great listeners, or to observe things that most people miss because we live in that in between, sort of in between forgotten space, right? the, mm. the overlook space. We we live in that anyway, because we grew up in it. And so in that space, we we see a lot of things that most people miss. Uh, So so we're great communicators, you know, and we we notice a lot of things. And sometimes we're in a great position to bridge, to make that link, you know, where two people can be arguing. And then all of a sudden we see like, wait a minute, they're not talking about this thing, or they're not saying it this way. And, and, and all we do is we add that perspective and then all of a sudden a bridge is created and now the two people are like, oh, okay, I see what you mean now. Not to say we're always like that. Sometimes we're, we're the person that's being misunderstood or we're the person that's misunderstanding someone. But, but in general, we have some gifts in common, but I, I believe that um, you know, given that we, we can't be our true, our full selves, and therefore uh, give back to the world that we grew up in until we process who we are as a, as a TCK. Uh, that, that's the premise behind why we our outreach is trauma-informed, because a lot of our identity uh, includes you know, a lot of exposure to traumatic events. You know, the, you know, the we have a lot of unresolved grief from um, being uprooted constantly. Throughout childhood, when most uh, mental health counselors are are trained for people to be uh, to have consistent role models, and so um, you know, unless they're they're used to uh, counseling or working with foster children, who I believe have similar similar patterns, we do in terms of not having um, you know consistent adult role models or consistent roots or foundations that you know that are consistent for us to be able to grow up enough um, you know our our development is sort of um is kind of jumbled up mm. and, and so uh tc kid now as as it is the the what it's evolved to now is uh very much trauma informed outreach and education, as well as a, a, a new program that we're hoping to launch. You know, there was a delay for it because there's a lot that happened in two, in 2020. There's a lot that happened that are, that is still happening in 2021. But uh, what what we um, were planning to launch uh, last year was a community mental health network, which will help uh, people that can't afford. Uh, you know, mental health services that are catered for TCKs uh, because, you know, it can't be free. You know, understandably, mental health support can't be free, but at the same time, the reality is not everyone can afford it. And a lot of mental health counseling, um, there, there's been some recent research that that show that a lot of it is geared towards a Western, um, you know, mindset and also uh, upper class. Mm. Uh, we're, we as TC Kid now is very conscious of some of those, uh, you know, dominance in uh, service and the service gaps. And so this mental health network is intending to uh, provide a, a more affordable options for people who have been needing mental health counseling that is specifically TCK uh, focused and making it more affordable, and as is and in exchange, the mental health service providers will have access to our community in terms of you know reaching out to our community and um, uh, promoting their services with our community that I've been maintaining since 2011, and so the the the. Community discussions uh, in the in the you know the forums and the spaces that that we've maintained over the years is unique because it's it's very uh, it's very much based on uh, uh, community engagement and really they're, they're, um, it's priceless because we put in a lot of volunteer hours for now ten years. Mm. for anyone to start that fresh they would have to do that over time and so we understand that you know like the reason why we're very protective of our spaces is because we believe we need to have space that is safe that people don't have to worry about oh my gosh I I wrote something and then now it's public and I was really just venting at that time and so we, we maintain spaces that are you know, we say that it's confidential, and then we, we kick out anyone that bullies other people or mocks or um, makes fun of something that's
0: important to someone else. Mm. It, uh, and it then... is fantastic having that space, and that um, essence of community that you describe, which is so important for TCKs, because so often, we have felt like we're the only one out there i mean what what was it like for you mario how how did you discover that you were a tck or that you are a tck i should say i let
1: me see let me think back because it's been so long now um, before i knew there was a word for it let me put it this way before i knew there was a word for it I used to spend time in between moves, maybe not necessarily immediately after a move, but I remember spending time just sitting by myself just to sort of uh, absorb everything that was happening and consider what I'd gone, what I'd just gone through. And, uh, you know, I didn't have siblings growing up. So, so I had a lot of time to be self-introspective
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, you know, really just a meditate on the transitions i had gone through and i think at that time um you know so so i was like that even in middle school right in the middle school i was like that high school i just always self you know thinking <laughs> like i get lost in my thoughts and you know uh, write them down I, you know i used to have a, a i still have a, a diary a journal and so i would uh, process what i was going through but i didn't have the language for it to to process it along with people that were feeling the same thing. So I had no idea that it was a thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember in college, I had a conversation with, I think my first roommate, one of my first roommates. And I was telling her, I think I have a hard time um, getting into a relationship uh, you know, with, or dating because the other person wouldn't understand me because I, I moved around so much. Or actually what I said was, I have a hard time dating because I moved around so much. Yeah. And her response was, but then you're lo- you stay long enough in one place. You know, so why couldn't you date like at the time that you're there? <laughs> and then I think my response was like, you know what, I can't explain. <laughs> I can't explain it. Yeah. But there's a connection to how, you know, moving around so much makes it hard to date someone wherever you are.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I'm sure there will be many people listening who will absolutely resonate with that.
1: Yeah, I I think it's a, it it might be a common thing. For for sure. I'm I'm sure it is.
0: Myra, as always, these podcasts, they fly by. I'm going to wrap up with one final question to end on a positive note. And that is, would you like to tell me about one of the things that you and you've really enjoyed about being a TCK?
1: I think one thing I really enjoyed about being a a TCK is uh, just being able to step outside the, sometimes it, you know what, it feels like sometimes it feels like we're, we have an option to step outside the, current surroundings and current culture and use our cross-cultural experiences to sort of test what we're experiencing in our current culture and see if there's another perspective we can bring to the table to any uh, cultural environment Mm. because a lot of environments seem to be based on like a, a very strong mainstream or very strong uh, dominating a culture or mindset. And it, it just, it's just refreshing to be able to, you know, easily step outside it and um, just use different lens, sort of, you know, switch the different lens and sort of see it from different, you know, see things and situations from different angles. And also just uh, being able to know who I was you know, I've always I feel like I've always known who I am and what I want mm-hmm. uh, since I was a child because I took those moments to self-reflect because of all those transitions growing
0: up. And that's a beautiful thing. And I love what you say about how we have that ability to see different perspectives. I think we we do have that underlying ability, but sometimes we forget. And so organizations like yours and and the work that I do, we help people to regain their TCK superpowers, if you like. Yeah, and, and I just think it's it's great to be able to
1: uh, you know be yourself most of all I think that's what I'm feeling this season in my life <laughs> just being yourself unapologetically you know of course I, that's not an excuse to be a jerk <laughs> but uh,
0: <laughs> <Absolutely. Being> yourself—that—that <laughs> that is a beautiful thing Myra it's been such a pleasure speaking with you today thank you so much for joining me and thank you for the work that you do for the TCK communities Thank you, Jen, for having me today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to People Like Us. If you'd like to join an online community full of people like us, hop over to Facebook and search for People Like Us. You'll find my group and you're very welcome to join us.